Previously in the Bible. One of Jehovah's messengers appeared to Moshe as a mass of flame inside a bush. All the water in the river turned to blood. Aaron brought forth the frogs and covered Mitzrayim. All the dust in Mitzrayim became life. A great swarm came to Pharaoh's house. All the livestock of Mitzrayim died. Festering, pus dripping, bloody boil, flowering forth <laughs> on man and animal. Fire torched the ground and Hashem rained hail on Mitzrayim. For thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! Listen to them scream about the Bible. Welcome to episode 25 of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible with me, David Tuckman. We're coming to you from Beauty Bar in front of a live audience. Give it up for yourselves for coming at us tonight. Is there a World Series game tonight? I don't know, maybe there is. This is more important though, right? The Bible only happens once. The World Series happens every year. Well, maybe both of them do. Anyway, each month on the show, a guest joins me and tries to read as many chapters as possible of my own personal translation of the Old Testament from the original Hebrew while I make fun of it. And tonight we are reading the third portion in Exodus, known in Hebrew as Bo, and in English as you're about to find out. Today is Monday, October 27th. It's getting very spooky here in New York City. Halloween is on its way. Um, <laughs> a thing I do every time is I write the premise for a joke and then I don't write the joke. So Halloween is on its way. I'm really excited because October is a very special month. Um, right now, today, or actually um, about a week ago, October 15th of 2014, uh, mark the second anniversary of the very first Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible. So thank you so much for being with me. <laughs> Pretty much all the way through. I see a lot of people here are here very early on. Uh, some early guests are here, so you guys are, are just freaking awesome. I want to apologize um, for a few messes. First of all, sorry about the mess for the past few episodes. We thought we had a plan in place for the Jewish holidays, but as always, the Jewish holidays just kind of creep up on you and screw up any plan you could have possibly made in the month of September. So things got a little screwy, but it is over and it will be smooth sailing for the next month. There might uh, be a break for Thanksgiving weekend. We're still deciding whether or not to put the episode out that week. Um, so be prepared for that episode to come out a little bit later. The next episode, that one, is going to be right here in Beauty Bar on 14th Street on November 24th with Michael Schreiber. After that, at the end of December, I will, be, I will have the honor of attending Limud UK in Warwick, England. I'm going to be doing three recordings there in three days, so I'm going to be in addition to the jet lag, completely exhausted. So look for that in January. I'm going to have a really cool mix of guests uh, coming out of those, pulling, I don't know who they are yet, and I don't know when we're going to record or what's going to happen, but it's going to be awesome. I'm going to pull from some Limud attendees. It's going to be great. As always, I want to thank Juicy for being our web partner and Present Tense for making me a Present Tense fellow in 2014. Yeah, there's some <laughs> One last thing before we bring our guest on stage. You can see, the people who are here can see John wearing the beautiful Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible t-shirt that was a perk in our Indiegogo campaign. I'm just about ready to send the t-shirts out to everyone who uh, qualified for them with their donation. The only problem is a lot of you have not sent me your t-shirt sizes. And I can't send you a t-shirt if I don't know what size. So please, I have to guess, says someone. Triple extra large. We'll, we'll try that. Please, though, if I have sent you a survey asking you for your t-shirt size, 
tell me your t-shirt so I can send you a free t-shirt that you've already paid for. Not free, really, I get whatever, you get it. Anyway, let's get our guests on stage. Are you guys ready for your guest? Yeah! That's what I thought. Please welcome to the stage the 1999 Australian Bible Quiz Champion, Rishi Groner! Yeah! How you doing, Rishi? Your microphone is really low. What happened? I don't know. We adjusted it so nicely. We, we did it so nicely. I don't think you talk out of your belly button, but we're going to try. Just keep talking, though. Like, how are you today? I How are you today? I am wonderful. I am uh, a little bit low on the voice. Right. But, you know, it just adds a husky element. Exactly. Yeah, Perfect for the Bible. Great for radio. Just want to add a little sexiness to exactly. it. Exactly. Um, I do my power of voice really well. We're going to use the power of amplification and microphones to get you up. God bless technology. Get, thank God for technology. Exactly. Um, so how, how, how was CMJ? CMJ was wonderful. I had a lovely Did we time. actually establish that you went to CMJ or you just said your voice is husky? Oh, no, we didn't find okay. out why. So why is Do your voice husky? Let's go back and pretend well, this is off the cuff. Why is your voice husky? <laughs> my voice is husky today because, um, I tend to lose my voice very quickly. But aside from that, I just spent the last week, uh, yelling over a lot of live music. Hanging out with a lot of bands and seeing some really amazing up and coming music that hopefully will all be coming to a radio or a stage near you. Or a podcast near you. Or podcast. Near you, yes. Absolutely. Um, or music blog. Where did you see all this music? Um, primarily in the Lower East Side, because I live locally and I don't like to travel so much. <laughs> um, I don't really go above 14th Street. So this is a wonderful, uh, it's an industry showcase during October in the Lower East Side and Brooklyn and pretty much all over New York. A lot of uh, up and coming bands come out and all the industry people get to check them out and see what they're doing. And it's a great way to discover some new music. What's it called? It's, oh, uh, Country <laughs> Music Jamboree. It's CMJ Country Music Jamboree. Uh, no, College Music Journal, okay. if you want to be fancy about it, but you can make up your own version at any point. Um, we saw some really cool showcases. saw a showcase that was um, actually curated by um, Kosher Dills. He's a Jewish um, rapper, and he's got a lot of connections in, in the hip-hop world and also the Jew world, so we had some really cool bands coming in there. Some Israeli bands that amazed me blew me away. A lot of awesome Australian bands came through. So, yeah, I tend to end up in niche communities. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. Well, you you're, you just mentioned you're Australia. You're from Australia. I'm, I am indeed, yeah. And you're in kind of a niche community right now, I yeah, guess. Yeah, there's a lot of Jewish Australians in this room. We're not going to lie. Yes, there are. <laughs> we tend to stick together. They kind of uh, have banded together and um, made their way onto this podcast. But So how long have you been in New York? Am I your third Jewish Australian on this podcast? You are my third Jewish Australian on this podcast. And yeah. we all talk the same. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and last time Esther was on in the uh, Genesis finale, she also had a husky voice. So you're the second husky voice Jewish Australian on this podcast. Competition. And everyone thinks we sound the same. This is great. Wow. Yes. Love well, her. you made your way to New York. How long have you been here? I've been here for four years. Oh, four years now. Okay. A little bit longer than four years. Been on the Lower East Side for over two because I was just thinking it's Hurricane Sandy anniversary this week. Uh, I totally forgot about that. You can but talk it is. Halloween all you want, but all I'm thinking about is Hurricane Sandy. Yes. Because it, it got in the way of Free Candy Day a couple of years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, Half Price Candy Day. Half Price Candy Day. We all know it's an important day. Yes, every Jew's oh, favorite holiday. Along with February 15th. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so you grew up Jewish in Australia. Yeah, believe it or not, there's a fair few of us out there. Yes. Um, I grew up in a Chabad family. My parents, uh, my dad's a rabbi, and my mom um, worked at a school for, well, we used to call it the school for naughty Jewish girls. 
um, <laughs> where, where it's a postgraduate women's institute of higher learning. SCNG. Uh, SCNJG. Yeah, yes. precisely. Um, so yeah, uh, Australia has a very awesome and unique Jewish community in my humble opinion. And there's other people here who can back me up on this. Um, you know, it's, it's very united, very mixed. You get a really good um, exposure to all types of Jews, all types of Judaism. I went to a Chabad school, but I had a really um, well-rounded education, I would say. You know, yeah. not specifically Chabad. So it really, it gives you a good feel for it. You come to this country um, and, you know, you see kind of everyone stuck in their own little groups. And it's really nice to know that, you know, not everywhere it doesn't have to be like that. So would you want to talk about what group you're in, right? I mean, yeah. No, because I don't put labels on things. Okay. David. Well, that's, an, that's <laughs> another interesting perspective. <laughs> um, uh, do I, if I wanted to put a label right now, like yes. Jewishly, yeah. is that the Yeah, question? if you would. I mean, um, I suppose I, I, but I will. But not wanting to put a label on it is a kind of decision yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll always associate myself with Chabad, the closest. Um, it's how I was brought up. It's kind of one of those natural things that, you know, you're stuck with from birth and then it always just will always feel natural to you. You'll always go back to it uh, and you'll feel, you know, comfortable in that environment. Um, I've definitely kind of opened my mind to different ideas. I think that happens when you grow up. I think we're, we're in a lucky position now and I can say that even comparing to four years ago because... For a long time, there hasn't really been a framework for Orthodox Judaism um, for the younger or modern professional person mm -hmm. um, in, you know, in mainstream Orthodox Judaism. It's very much a family-oriented thing. It's always been about you know, getting married, having babies, having Shabbos meals. And I think um, we're really lucky it, living in New York, and that's one of the reasons I came here, is because we managed to create our own community, our own way of relating with traditions, our own way of you know, knowing what feels Jewish and what's right in your life to right. To be well, Jewish. you've had a crazy two weeks or uh, three weeks, or I don't remember exactly what the Mom. holidays kind of month, <laughs> let's say, because you just finished CMJ, and the week before that, I believe, you were um, in Crown Heights. Yeah, I was hanging in Crown Heights. I was doing some awesome things. For Simchat Torah. I was in Simchat Torah there. I had a very special Simchat Torah this year. I went to a shul that, um, it was it was very cool because I, I grew up in. Happy Torah, Simchat Torah. It was a very, yeah, it was Happy Torah time. Um, I, I, it, I kind of grew up in a very small kind of shtibel, almost, like it, it's a Chabad house and, you know, my dad's the rabbi and we know everybody and we grew up with everybody and we all dance around and Simchat Torah has always been a very special time, but, you know, growing up as a woman, you kind of get excluded more and more and mm -hmm. you don't want to just be the lady standing there and watching the men and it, it can be very, um, it can be very confronting and I think I was kind of feeling that way for a while, Jewishly, and um, what's been really nice is that by meeting other like-minded people, I've had the opportunity to kind of create that own vibe and, and this Shul and Crown Heights had that same kind of Chabad vibe. We sang all the same songs that I'm used to singing and did all the same, you know, ritual things. But at the same time, as a woman, I, you know, we had an opportunity. They brought a Torah out to the women's side. We got to dance with it. Um, we got to really feel part of it. I got to, you know, participate in some of the, the um, I don't know what they're called. Hakatot? No, the... Uh. Yeah, rituals. the rituals. Rituals. Things that like way. that. Yeah, just rituals. It was great. It was really it was a really good time and and let's I just hope that we can continue doing that as a community. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I have such an incredible urge to do something really stupid. I wanna dance with the Torah. I wanna, I wanna feel the beat of some Torah. It's amazing. I wanna dance with the Torah. Because Hashem. Oh god, loves okay. We're me. getting some Uncle Maisha now. Um no, I mean, I think what's great about a place like New York where there is such an enormous community of Jews, 
um, is it's a great target for uh, religious extremists who want to do something to us. And also, um, <laughs> like you can find li literally any community you want. I started doing this and had no idea there'd be other people who'd be into it, and it's really cool seeing people respond to this, both here and not here. Um, we're about to get into this reading, unless you want to talk about God and stuff, but we can skip that. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we'll you be and I just yes, we will. Yeah. You and I discussed possibly having a drinking game during this. We so did. we so every time pa Paro um, hardens his heart, we have to take a swig. Are we doing passive or like because? When he hardens his heart or when God hardens his heart for him? Um, both. Whichever one. If, if his heart gets hard, if Paro gets hard, we take a drink. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Love it. And so do all his concubines. And is there anything else? Like, maybe every time... Every time there's a new... Every, every time, time he changes his mind. Every time God mentions blood. Okay. So this... Uh, I well, wish I'd watch yeah. Prince of Egypt to prep for this. I wish I'd done. <laughs> or at least... I watch it every year before Pesach. It's great. I know. We're, or at least the Ten Commandments. Um, I've never seen that. Don't oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have, okay. <laughs> or, or the Ridley Scott one. Or the uh, animated Haggadah, which is That the is a classic quality film. Yes. So much quality. You can find it on YouTube. Google the animated Haggadah on oh, YouTube if you're listening to this because it's pretty amazing and also pretty not good. Um, <laughs> are you guys ready to read the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. So this is Torah, a loose translation, book two, uh, what did I decide? Names, book two names, part three, come. Uh, chapter 24, in which locusts devour what's left of Egypt's economy, Exodus 10.1 to 10.20. Rishi. Go to Paro, Hashem said to Moshe. I've hardened his and his slaves' hearts. So I can do my tricks and really impress them. So again, um, you, like our previous guests, are not going to say God's name. No, no, I don't want to channel down any important spiritual energies <laughs> right now. Okay. You know. So just if you're listening, think Jehovah and then. Sorry. Mm. Just visualize it. It'll come right. Visualize, visualize the tetragram. Yeah. Bad. yeah. Um, so I can do my tricks and really impress them. And so it'll tell his sons and their sons that I amuse myself with Mitzrayim. <laughs> With the wonders I did to them. God is like a really mean cat. <laughs> they will know that I am Hashem. And has some serious self-esteem issues. Essentially. Yeah. Moshe and Aaron approached Paro. This is what Hashem, El of the Hebrews, said. They said to him, How long will you keep waiting to humble yourself before me and send my people so they can serve me? If you wait to send my people... I'll bring locusts to your country tomorrow. So the root of the word that is translated as locust classically is swarm, which is very similar to the root that uh, to the word that's translated as the wild animal is. It just means arov or ayin resh vav. It means mixture or swarm. Here we just think it's locust. This is the second swarm-based plague for those keeping track. And it's a great promotion for that app that's horrible that exactly, Foursquare brought that in. Exactly. turned into. I hate that. <laughs> They will cover the land entirely. You won't be able to see the ground. They'll eat whatever crops the hell left and all the trees that sprout in the field. They'll fill your houses, all your slaves' houses. I'm glad slaves have houses. And all of Mitzrayim's houses. Well, it's weird because last time around the slaves were just left out in the field, so at least some of them has houses. Very benevolent of them. Yes. This ain't your granddaddy's locust storm. <laughs> So literally, the Hebrew is, your fathers and their fathers before them have never seen locusts like these from the day they came to earth until now. Uh, my version is punchier. 
Yeah, I think there's also some kind of... There was another locust plague later on. Okay. Like in the time of one of the... Right, Nibian. so they had to add this for it Yeah, to this make is sense. my Bible quiz stuff coming yeah. through. Um, <laughs> so they were like, just so you know, that one was not as bad. No. But what I really like is when he says, whatever the crops the hell left, that's like yetara plata, which is such a great Hebrew word. I like to say it means like the remnant of the remnant. Yeah. It's great for like when there's a little piece of cake left and you're like, who's going to grab it? <laughs> they turned and left Paro. How long will this go on? Paro's slave said to him. Good question. This is number eight. Just glad we're keeping count. Yeah. Send these people already. Let them serve Hashem, their Elohim. Don't you know you've lost Mitzrayim? Seriously, they have lost their irrigation system, their livestock, nearly all of their agriculture, probably a lot of homes, not to mention the piles of dead frogs everywhere. Pharaoh's heart hardened while Egypt burned. So they've got very negative ROI going on right now. Yes, exactly. Egypt is not a country anymore. This is the Egyptian version of, go home, Paro, you're yes. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and soon we will be. Yeah. If, it hard, if it's hard. If it gets hard. Yeah. Okay, I can't do this. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'll just take it. Moshe and Aharon were brought back to Paro. Go, he said to them. Serve Hashem, your Elohim. Oh, who will be going? They asked. Everyone, Moshe said, from young to old. Our sons, our daughters, our sheep, and our cattle must come with us. By the way, I'm jamming out because this is like great Jewish 90s music, if anyone's into it. <laughs> um, it's a festival to Hashem. Oh, geez. Every day's a freaking Jewish holiday with these people. Is it a JewishHoliday.com? <laughs> I hope everyone's seen that. If it's a holiday, Paro said, sounding just like all our bosses, by the way. Yeah. Hashem would be with you and I'd send you and your children. But... There's evil facing you. So this is a weird phrase. There's evil ra'ah um, facing your faces or on your faces. No one knows what this means. Some say since it's ra'ah, it refers to Ra, the sun god, who is facing the Jews and will fight them, or that their intentions are evil. Well, there's a lot of references to astrology here. Yeah. So this was some kind of like astrological, like the signs are bad. The almanac said no. Exactly. Don't run away from but the Geisha house. But also a deity just destroyed our country, so maybe the stars are lying. Maybe the Jews aren't controlled by the stars. Oh. Conspiracy theories. No, the men will what? go and serve. That's what you asked for. Dude, they just want a three-day weekend. This does sound like everyone who has a boss who has Jewish holidays. He chased them away. Stretch your hand over Mitzrayim, Hashem said to Moshe, and the locusts will descend and eat all the grass left over after the hail. Moshe lifted his staff over Mitzrayim, and Hashem sent an easterly wind that lasted through that day and night. In the morning, the wind brought the locusts. They covered Mitzrayim. They partied hard in all the borders of the land. So the word here is vayanach, which means rested. I prefer party because how do you rest hard? That doesn't make sense. Especially if you're eating. Exactly. You're having a damn good time. That's a freaking party. There has never been and never will be locusts like these. Uh-huh, sure. They covered the side of the land, darkening the country. They ate all the grass and fruit left by the hail. No green or grass remained in all of Mitzrayim. No green or grass? Dude, what a bummer. Sounds just like Australia during a drought. Yeah, the opposite of Colorado. <laughs> Paro hurried to summon Moshe and Aharon. I've sinned before Hashem, your Elohim, and you, he said. Oh, you think? Even though I've sinned yet another time, please plead with Hashem, your Elohim, and take this death away from me. <laughs> oh, just you wait. Moshe left Paro and pleaded to Hashem. Hashem turned a very strong ocean wind around. Leaving a whole bunch of sailing vessels totally screwed. And carried the locusts off to the Reed Sea. I like that that was an accurate translation. Yes, fuck the Red Sea, it doesn't exist. The Red Sea is rubbish. <laughs> Not a single locust was left in Mitzrayim. But a whole lot of frogs were. 
Hashem strengthens Parah's heart. Yeah. And he did send the sons. Everyone, this includes you all. And he did send the sons of Israel. Mechaim. Cheers. That's water. That is water. That's all we've got time for this week. Join us next week for the next installment released on Thursday on Juicy.com and Friday everywhere else. And we mean it this time. Remember, you can talk back to me on Twitter, Facebook, omgwtfbible.com, or omgwtfbible at gmail.com. If you like the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. The next live recording of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible will be at Beauty Bar on November 24th with guest Michael Schreiber. Don't miss a show, because next time, in the Bible... A gloomy darkness enveloped all of Mitzrayim for three days. 